0: You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, day after the Pelicans suffer an Embarrassing loss to the Orlando Magic at home in the Smoothie King Center. 118.88. We'll take a look at this game and some of the other stuff with it. This was just flat out embarrassing. The organization should be ashamed. The NBA should be ashamed. Almost everyone involved should maybe be ashamed to some degree with this. This was about as bad as it. Could get. Then we're going to take a look at some things league wide. Some things coming out about Jason Tatum, maybe wanting to play in New Orleans. Certainly exciting to hear. And I'll touch on a couple of other things as well in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, so the 118 88 loss for the New Orleans Pelicans to the Orlando Magic at home in the Smoothie King Center. Something that really can only be described as an embarrassment here by this Pelicans team. But their hand's still kind of forced. They're in the awkward position of being forced to play Anthony Davis, even though they likely really don't want to. There's some uncertainty with the the top-down business of the franchise as well that's likely causing all of this. The NBA's gotten involved. Well, there's a lot to break down from it, but overall, it leads to an ugly situation like this that is probably in zero people's best interest. Hell, Anthony Davis, who wants to play, supposedly, went out and acted like he didn't give a shit at all. AD, in exactly 24 minutes, was one of nine from the field. He shot a good 11.1% from there for just three points. He went to the line twice, made one of them, grabbed six rebounds, had three blocks, which I guess is nice, and that was it. He was a minus 16 in this game. He was pathetic. He didn't try. You could see it. There was zero defensive effort from him in the slightest. The Magic were carving up New Orleans early on in this one, basically with just little mini two man games on the wings and just kind of giving and goes and no one once the uh, guy gave the ball up and started to cut to the rim ever moved with that guy for the most part AD had one egregious mistake on Terrence Ross who cut to the basket and then missed that uh, big dunk that looked like he was trying to act like he was in the dunk contest and he didn't move and he did not care and it was awful to see he should have been benched for the game after that that's how bad it was but he played 24 minutes. Jaleel Okafor was back into the starting lineup in this one, four of nine from the field. He finished with eight points on the night, seven boards. He'll be playing, it seems like, in Thursday's game. Alfred Payton, by the way, we had an injury update there. He was out for this one. He's likely going to be held out of Thursday's game, even if he was healthy to play. They figured there's no point in rushing him back for one game before the All-Star break. And... You know, that kind of just tells you how this game went. They kind of mailed it in a little bit. Drew Holiday in 24 minutes, 16 points, 6 assists, 3 boards. Kenrich Williams went 1 of 7 from the field. Just no one could shoot in this one. As a team, the Pelicans shot 38, uh, uh, sorry, they were 38.3% Overall, Julius Randle off the bench, 6 of 11 from the field, 15 points. He didn't try on defense either. You could see it. He tried to throw down a monster dunk a couple times, got him, and that was really it. Looks like he's just kind of out there trying to get his, not really caring about the team as a whole. If I'm sounding critical, it's for a very good reason because his play has not been good. In this game, too, you saw Tim Frazier get 30 minutes, 31 minutes In what world does he need to get 31 minutes? And we're going to talk about this in the next segment because I think it's a good transition for everything. The priorities are so out of whack with this franchise right now, and I don't know if it's because their hand is forced by the NBA to play Anthony Davis, but there's an update on that as well, or if they're just kind of naive to what's going on or don't even really know, and there's so much uncertainty, it's just put everyone in this awful, awful, awful spot. And it kind of culminates with Tim Frazier playing almost 31 minutes. Again, in what world is that needed when Frank Jackson plays 12 and a half minutes? He was two of seven. So, you know, kind of in line with everyone else, not playing particularly great or shooting particularly well. But one guy's part of your future and one guy isn't. And at this point, does Tim Frazier actually represent an upgrade on anyone on this roster? What is happening here? So I think this is something we've got to look at. So anyway, that's kind of the Pelicans. They were down by as many as 31 in this one, 28 in the first quarter. And basically, Orlando never looked back. This team, quarter-wise, it was 17 points in the first, 29 in the second, 15 in the third, and then 27 in the fourth. And you lose by 30. Great job everyone involved in this one. Pelicans, by the way, 14 turnovers, 22 turnover points For the Orlando Magic, basically they just didn't do anything that they wanted to as well. In the beginning of the game, I think Orlando raced out to something like 8-0 on second chance points, just out hustling the Pelicans. No one should be really happy with this performance. For the Magic, Jonathan Isaac, 20 points on the night. Aaron Gordon, 20 points on the night. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 25 points on the night. Evan Fournier, 22 on the night. One kind of cool thing, I guess, in the, towards right at the end of the game, Melvin Frazier Jr. of the Orlando Magic, name you guys might know because he went to my alma mater and current employer, Tulane University, got to play here in the Smoothie King Center. His hometown is from the West Bank, so this was kind of cool to see him in the game. Got a bucket in there, at least 22 points on a reverse, or not 22, two points on a reverse layup. He was one of five from the field overall, but still, cool to see the local guy who went to the local university getting in to the game in the local NBA team's arena and scoring some points on it. That might be, if you're a New Orleans guy, the highlight of this game. So there were some big games in the NBA last night. You didn't watch them because you were busy watching the Pelicans lose by 30 to the Orlando Magic and no one carrying on this team. But I did, and we covered it all at the Locked on NBA podcast. It's Wednesday, which means I'm hosting, which means you've got to listen as we tackle all the biggest topics throughout the league. Have a fun episode of this one where I get to talk with NBA player Trevor Booker. Get some real insight from a player who's still active in the league on everything that's going on. So make sure you listen and subscribe to the Locked on NBA podcast.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, so now we need to talk about this Anthony Davis situation. I'm going to warn you in advance. I may swear more than usual in this one. Um, this is pretty bad. The situation the Pelicans are in, and look. I understand why the league wants Anthony Davis to play, and I've explained it on here. And hell, I even get why a lot of fans and season ticket holders want to see Anthony Davis play. And when I was sitting courtside watching the teams warm up pregame, I was kind of looking around the arena and almost stunned by the fact of how many little kids, like young children, are wearing an Anthony Davis jersey or an Anthony Davis shirt. And those little kids who are future basketball fans and future Pelicans fans – don't care about tanking. Don't care about draft picks. Don't care about the salary cap. They just want to have fun at the game and watch their favorite player, maybe the one guy that they know on this team. And to that, for them, I get why you play them. I do. That's what they want, and that's what they're here to see. And even before I started covering this team, one of my favorite things about having season tickets was to just watch really good Athletes played. I go back to the game where LeBron James was on the Miami Heat and he hit like six straight threes at one point, including two absurd heat checks. The Pelicans called timeout and he walks to the Pelican side of the court opposite their bench and pumps up, puts his arms out and pumps up his arms, you know, and pumps up the crowd. And the crowd went nuts. The opposing player in there on the hated Miami Heat got the entire Smoothie King Center, whatever it was at the time, New Orleans Arena, standing and cheering for him. Sometimes you just want to see good players be amazing. There's something to that. But you know what? Not when it's like this. Not when it's one of nine from the field or him not giving a shit and him not caring and everyone to uh, putting uh, putting everyone in this situation. This is awful and absolutely untenable and it starts all around yes the nba said they were going to find or you know supposedly going to find the pelicans a hundred thousand dollars you know what 2.4 million dollars right now is well worth paying to not have to deal with this shit anymore see you could start a gofundme and pelicans fans will pony that up probably so damn quickly to just move on from this if they're going to find draft picks fuck it you have so many second round picks let them take one (laughs) To be honest, at this point, don't care. This is awful to deal with. If AD is going to file a grievance, you know what? Go and battle them over that. What's the wh- What's going to happen? You lose and you're going to pay them a little bit more money. Who cares at this point? This is not worth putting people through. The organization has to realize it. And Friday and last night were so awful. If you're a fan in this game day experience, what are they doing introducing Anthony Davis last on Friday and letting the boos come through and then having the swoop troop shush people? No, that bothers me so much. Your fans, you're allowed to feel how you want No one what to tell you otherwise really with this. Hell, I even get upset when other writers do that. But this is weird. It was like the team was naive that this might happen or that they don't want it to happen. But you can't control this sort of thing. You know, is the integrity of the game worth a miserable fan base? That is, and this is killing interest. I said it on Twitter. Everyone had their hearts broken when Anthony Davis wanted out. And then they kind of rallied behind this anti-Lakers sentiment of like, screw you guys, and kind of found a new sense of identity. And now that's been all destroyed by making him go through this Anthony Davis situation that is so unfun, where no one wants him here. No one else wants to be seeing him play. And even fans around the league are like, why is he playing? Every fan of every other team should want to see Anthony Davis play because you want to see good players play, like I was saying earlier. And people around the league are like, why are they playing him? You know that's bad then when no one else in the world wants to see Anthony Davis playing for the Pelicans. And this should and I bet will be revisited over the All-Star break. you just got to make it through one more game. And I am sorry that you all have to do it. And it makes me even more infuriated with what anthony davis said after he goes and this is the quote thanks you andrew lopez of the times you, nola.com ad says and i quote we sucked seemed like nobody was interested in playing when you play like that against a team who's fighting you should expect that result F- first of all fuck anthony davis for this because you know what I don't like him referring to the collective of the Pelicans at this point saying nobody was interested in playing. Don't speak for others. Speak for yourself. You weren't interested in playing Anthony Davis. That was clear as day from what we saw on the court. And at this point, if that's the attitude he's going to take, deal with it, whatever, and sit him down. And I don't care what the organization needs to do to make it happen. I get that Alvin Gentry, whose job is partially on the line here, needs to get wins, and these are influence his long-term coaching record with everything. Then you know what? The Pelicans need to make a decision on if they're keeping him now or not, and if they are, give him a vote of confidence, which means he doesn't need to play dudes like Tim Frazier 31 minutes in a game and he can focus on the younger guys because he's not worried about losing his job and he'll be back next season. That's what needs to happen here. But the organization, other than the first statement they put out after the trade um, request leaked and the, the statement that looked like it was and sounded like it was written by the league that Dell Demps put out on Anthony Davis plane, it's all we've heard. We've had no one come out and say, look, we realize this hasn't been going well. We're going to make changes in the offseason. That's what they need to do, and you're not hearing it. And the silence is not good for anybody, let alone the fans who are paying money for this. People should have left early in last night's game, and you have to figure Thursday, it is going to be felt there in the Smoothie King Center, and I am upset by it. I feel bad for all of you. I don't even like covering this team right now because of it all, and the Pelicans need to do something, and the league needs to step in and right the ship, and now it's supposedly coming out. I forget the sources. I just saw the thing on Twitter that they didn't say they were going to find the Pelicans $100,000, or they didn't threaten to Find the Pelicans $100,000. There's a difference, I will say, between not threatening and then act still actually doing it. You can not threaten the Pelicans, but still then find them $100,000 if they don't play a healthy Anthony Davis. But you know what? If they're kind of on the record about that, I would absolutely bench him and be like, well, we're just kind of going by what you said. We'll see if this actually happens or what they do. But this is very clearly untenable for everybody. This isn't fair to the other players, it's not fair to the fans, it's not fair to others inside the organization, and this team needs to figure this out now before this gets worse and you tune more people out to everything, because that is where this is going. All right, I've I've ran it enough here. Let's talk maybe about happier things coming up here in a moment. So one Louisiana basketball team had a big win last night, and that was the LSU Tigers on the road at Kentucky, grabbing a win there. First time I think they've won there in a decade that is monster this team is ranked they are looking dangerous second best team in the sec right now if you want to know more about this and i sure as hell do after that kind of eye-opening win for the team last night you've got to listen to our man matt moscona of espn radio baton rouge and new orleans and the daily locked on lsu podcast yes we cover college sports as well and matt is holding it down talking about lsu on the locked on lsu podcast make sure you listen and subscribe
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So I've calmed down. Serenity now, right? Uh, So let's talk about something a little bit happier, and that's this coming out from an ESPN podcast, which was pretty cool to hear um, between Tim McMahon and Brian Winhurst. Um, I'm blanking on the name of their podcast here. I'm trying to look at it. It doesn't matter. Those guys on ESPN um, who know some things. And they were talking about trade rumors and kind of what's going on with Boston. And it's weird. They're in a very weird spot with a lot of these guys not meshing. Though, I believe, as I'm saying this right now, Um, Boston did beat Philadelphia on the road 112-109. It was a pretty close game and fun um, from what I watched of it. That the Celtics just haven't been working. It was like winning last year and getting to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. Kind of put these guys in a weird spot with those other names coming back, those two injured guys, and trying to integrate them to this team. And they thought they were going to have way more success than they have. And it creates kind of this problem because I get it. It's kind of too many guys in the room that don't necessarily mesh. And you're kind of almost going away from what worked last season. So Tim McMahon spoke to Brian Winhurst about how Jason Tatum feels about all of this regarding these possible trade rumors. And here's the quote here. And he says, I was talking to about the Celtics the other day, and they said the worst thing that happened to the Celtics was their success last season, because now you've got Tatum Brown, Rozier, these young guys are thinking, dude, we went to Game 7 of the East Finals without you, Kyrie, without you, Hayward. We're this level of player. This summer, they might be gone. They might end up in New Orleans for Anthony Davis. It's gossip, but the gossip is Jason Tatum wouldn't mind if he shipped to New Orleans and has a chance to become the face of the franchise somewhere because he's not going to get that opportunity in Boston, at least not in the immediate future interesting because this is a bit of a similar situation to what happened with the Cavaliers in Kyrie Irving where he wanted his own team he wanted to be the guy the playmaker you know he's a point guard but he wasn't really a point guard in Cleveland when LeBron is running point forward like that and is doing the majority of the playmaking duties and he wants to have that and look I get it who can blame these guys for kind of wanting to be the focal point being the man and all of that. So it's it's kind of intriguing to hear that maybe he'd welcome coming to New Orleans, which is not something that you hear very often. And these are rumors. We shouldn't put that much talk or, or stake into it here. So great, you know, salt shakers ready here. But that's wonderful to hear after the stuff with Lonzo Ball, after the infamous picture of all of the Clippers players and the Chris Paul trade coming over and looking just as unhappy as possible. To have a guy that would come here and embrace that, that helps you rebuild, not just from the on-court stuff that he has potential to be very good, but you have a marketable guy that's excited to be here, just like Anthony Davis had been for the longest time until things changed. But you have a marketable guy that you can kind of use to get fans excited about, and it's nice and happy, fun and happy to see, and I hope this is the case we got a long ways to go before we get there, before we even touch on this thing, and it can't happen until July 1st, of course, and it likely won't happen until Kyrie Irving um, gets settled there, too, because you've got to wonder if they would trade for Anthony Davis if he jumps ship, but I don't know. So we've got a ways to go, but you know what? After everything that's happened over the past three weeks now, it is so nice to see and hear, even if it's not totally true, that someone would like to be here. That's that's big. You don't normally get that kind of thing here in New Orleans, but you know I like being here. I get why others don't, though. Look, you got cockroaches everywhere. The boil water advisories are just the silliest thing ever. That you can't take a shower or drink water from your tap, kind of on like a regular basis at times. Here we had one in the Bywater area, um, what a week ago? Yeah, last Monday. Um, so look, I get it, but just to hear someone say that, it's a really nice feeling, and I think that's the type of guy. You know, if you show a little bit of love towards New Orleans. Even just saying, I like to go to these restaurants. I like to do this. The fans love you. You guys know this. That's how I feel about people with with all of this. That's how you feel about all of this. So hopefully this is the case. This is the truth. I don't know yet if it is. But man, that would get people so excited. That would go a long, long way towards kind of building some goodwill with this franchise. And hopefully they can get a deal done. Certainly it sounds by all accounts that he is a wonderful person. You've got to also just kind of like that to not have a dude um, who's been acting like Anthony Davis. I think that would be a big plus, too. So we'll see if this uh, where these go. But a good sign of things here for New Orleans just to hear that on a day when, you know what, we just need to have some nice news. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Sorry you had to trudge through all of that. But, of course, we did. We made it through only one more game until the All-Star break, and we can kind of maybe take a breath, and hopefully we'll get some news that Anthony Davis won't be playing anymore for New Orleans. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.